Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. I am so looking forward to tonight's topic. Pastor James, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Dorothy. Glad to be here. And I've got two people here tonight that's going to help. uh, Deborah Ross and Rhonda Mayberry from Kansas City. That's great. Can always use a little help. (laughs) I need all the help I can get. (laughs) That's why I always (laughs) say this. My scripture is Romans, the, uh, I mean, Psalms, the 12th chapter, and the first verse, or the first two words there, Lord, help. (laughs) Everywhere I go, I say, Lord, help. I have to depend on you. Anytime I feel that I don't depend on you, I go back to that scripture. Lord, help, because God's word is what helps us. It is the uh, final authority upon everything. And when people understand what the word is really saying and act upon it, you know, a lot of times the Bible tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But it says, first of all, you've got to hear. And then not be only a hearer of the word, but you've got to be a doer of the word and a lot of times people take the word and they try to use it like the uh, witchcraft people do saying something over and over again and think well that's going to work that's going to work no you have to have an understanding that's why the bible says wisdom is the principal thing but with all you're getting get an understanding and the more that we get to understand what the word says and then act upon what it's saying that's when it changes us and a lot of people don't know what is God's will. So we're going to go to Romans, the 8th chapter, and the 20, oh, 23rd verse. So let's go to the 22nd verse. I like that. Romans, the 8th chapter, and the 22nd verse. That'll give people a chance to get there and stuff. Have you got there, Rhonda? Okay. All right. It's 22nd verse. Yeah. Because we're there's a reason for everything that God does. It's not just uh, God just decided to say something and that's it. No, every word is thing that we're supposed to live on. And every word is so important to us. And the more we'll understand, the more we'll understand what he was saying, what he's trying to accomplish. The Bible tells us very clearly that we're here for his purpose. We're here to do his will. A lot of times we we mess up by saying, well, I'm building the kingdom of God. I'm, I'm doing this for the kingdom of God. No. You're supposed to be willing to what God tells you to do. There's preachers that's in the ministry right now that are evangelists, and they're not supposed to be. They should be pastors. Then there's others who are pastors, and they don't know. They should have been evangelists. We're here for God's pleasure, for his purpose. And then when we get to understanding what is the purpose, you'll find out it's all about the word. Everything is in the word. So anyway, we're going to start off. Uh, you're going to read first, Ron? 
Uh, Romans, the 8th chapter and the 22nd verse. Go ahead. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruit of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan with ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doeth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then we do with patience wait for it. Now the Bible tells us for us to walk by faith and not by sight. It says to walk by trust. What do we have to trust? We have to trust that the living word is Jesus, and what he says is the will of our Father, which is in heaven. Jesus came down here to teach us, to re-educate us, to get away from uh, man's way of trying to reach up to God, but accept God's way of reaching down for man. And the more we start to do that, the more we'll see God has a purpose for everything. And if mankind would get on board of what God's purpose and not man's purpose, and I just mean mankind, then we'll start to see the kingdom of God is already here. And because of that, we've seen how the, you were saying earlier that uh, your husband needed a pickup from the hospital and you need to call your sister-in-law. And here you were getting ready to be on the radio, but God worked it out. It had a purpose, and that purpose was to show us that God is still in the blessed business and that he's still working out every plan. The thing is we have to understand that God is, and that is a rewarder of them that understand what he's trying to do. All right? So the main thing is that to walk by faith and not by sight. Go ahead, John. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now let's look at that. It says that likewise, the Spirit also helps with our infirmity. It means our weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray for or how we ought. In other words, a lot of times people pray uh, trying to use scriptures and stuff, but they have no understanding or no compassion about what the thing is praying about. We're supposed to be praying for the saints. All through the Bible it says over and over again, making intercessory for the saints, praying for the saints. Who is the saints? The saints are the people that's getting ready to understand what's getting ready to come upon us, the fullness of the fire of God or the outpouring of the Spirit. And when this outcoming, this outpouring comes upon us, we're going to know it. It ain't going to be what I feel is or I think it. Back in the old days, when the book of Acts was written, they said it came over the sound of a mighty rushing wind. 
It also said there was clothes of fire on top of each one of their heads. They seen it. They felt it. They heard it. Then the people started speaking languages that they did not know. It's not something guessed. God's getting ready to pour this thing back out on us to where we'll be under one thought, one mind, one purpose, and that is to be just like his son. But he can't give it to you unless you've been made ready. All right, keep going. And we know all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose, from whom he did foreknow, he also did predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among them, among many brethren. Now let's look at this, that 28th verse. For we know that all things work together for good. Now here's where most people think, well, good, that's all I need. No, you got to read the rest of it. To them that love God, what is God? The Word. You got to love the Word. You got to put the Word in practice. You can't be a hearer of the Word. Open. You got to be a doer. To them who are called. Now, most people want to stop there. Well, I'm called, so that means I'm supposed to have this knowledge. You have to read the rest of it. To His purpose, not your purpose. To His purpose. His purpose is he is writing a book. It's already finished. He's already published it, and we're the characters in the book. I know it's hard to receive that, but I'm telling you what it is. And God is trying to tell us he wants us to walk this part out, to become something, what he wants us to become, all the things that his son is. What is his son? The word. What is the word? It's been made flesh as he dwells among us. And he taught us how to think. That's why Romans, the 12th chapter, comes in. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing, a new way of thinking. And pay attention to every word, not some word, every word. And it says, to them who are called according to his purpose. And what is his purpose? Look in uh, Proverbs, you'll see where it says that we are here for his Purpose. He said, I created good, I created evil. That's in the book of Isaiah. All through the books, he's telling us, this is what I want. And we, we need to stop telling God what we want. We need to find out what he wants, and that's the purpose. So he is. Moreover, moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall we not with him also freely give us all things? Now, look at this. You know, what he's trying to tell us, he said, the word is what I sent into, into us. The word is what I want you to understand. The word is my son. My son fulfilled my destiny through himself. God became flesh through Jesus Christ. And he's telling us that's what he wants to do with each and every one of us. But it's not so we can get money, get power, to have something over somebody, to judge somebody. No, it's so that we'll learn to what Jesus learned, to be humble. 
most people are not humble, and most of the people are actually selfish. It's all about them. They never wonder about, what am I saying? Am I going to hurt somebody's feeling or something? It's all about them, selfish. But when they start looking inside themselves, hey, I don't want to stay this way, then they start working on how to change. And God is the one who justifies us because as we start to change, we're becoming the image of his dear son. And he, as I say, he didn't spare his son. He delivered him up for us all. In other words, he got crucified. He got killed. He went to hell for us. So we need to find out if God is for us. It's not for us to have all these houses, cars, money, and all. If we're doing his will for his purpose, then God is for us and nothing can go against us. That's why it says all things work out for the, for the good of those that are called to his purpose. We need to get to that thing, his purpose. Everything is not going to work out good just because it's for you. But his purpose is what God is trying to fulfill. Go ahead. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? Now stop there. Let's look at what does it mean, the right hand of God? First of all, we've got to understand the word hand is another word in Hebrew that means thought. Thought. And it says of God, which is the word. He, God, Jesus is the word. He is the rhema, which means the uh, spoken, and he is the logo. He is the written. Everything is alive in those two, two statements there. It is not dead words on the dead page. It's not dead words floating in the air. It is a purpose of what he's trying to do, of changing us to be like him, to be like the bird. All right, keep going. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril? Or for it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, and all these things are more than conquerors to him that love us. Now, let's look at that, that part where it says, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. A lot of people don't want to suffer. Well, God's not supposed to suffer. We're supposed to be on top. We're supposed to have everything. If his son suffered, we have to suffer. If Job had to suffer, we have to suffer. If Moses had to suffer, we've got to suffer. If the apostles and all of them had to suffer, we're going to have to suffer because this is not our home. We're in the middle of a war zone, a battleground, and the battle is in your mind. It changed the thoughts the way the world wants to run versus what God's purpose is, the way he wants it to run. And the more you understand that, we'll see more of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here to lead us, to guide us, to lead us into all truth. But how does he do it? He does it through angels. That's why it says, uh, Hebrews 13, chapter, 
be not compon- I mean, uh, yes, many has entertained angels, angels, angels unaware. God is trying to tell us. The angels were, first of all, they was created one way. But he said, now I changed them into spirit. And spirit is what talks to you. That's what he talks by the angels. That's why the Bible says, Psalm 91, he will give his angels charge over you. Angels are messengers. And the messenger can be a spiritual messenger or he can be a human messenger in human form. The thing is, we're supposed to walk listening. You hear what I'm saying? Listening to hear what the Spirit is saying, which is the angels that God has sent to you. Each one has different angels. Each one are being prepared for the one thing to come all the way back to be like the son that was sent here in the first place, and that was Adam. Adam walked with God. He spoke with God. God was happy with him and stuff, and he felt sorry for him. He said, man should not be alone. He said, I will help create him a help meet, not mate. Meet. That means one called alongside to help. The thing is, God was still pleased until the woman was tricked. It's not that her fault. She was tricked. She was tricked. And because the devil comes out of here to, to trick us, and he wants to make us look bad so he can show that he should be forgiven. Well, that ain't happening. We're going to fight. We're going to overcome evil with good. We're going to speak the word and not only speak it, but we're going to build this word. And if, if it's only a few comes up to the top of the, of the cream, it'll be only a few. God said it. Because broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many, many go there. But few that find their way there at. It's sitting in hidden scriptures, but it's right there in plain view. Study the word, speak the word, live the word, and your spirit, soul, and body will become one. Yes, Lord. Keep going here. All right, go ahead. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you notice how it ends up, which is in Christ Jesus instead of Jesus Christ, it's that way because heaven is coming down to earth, and it's going to change by the Lord. Who is the Lord? The Word. It's going to change by the Word. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit is starting to come right now because this is the year 5782, which means the house. Who lives in the house? God does. And God's word is getting ready to go forth now, and it's going to be a 25th of, it's going to start like the 25th of September, and that when that word goes forth, it's going to be, it's going to be the outpouring of the spirit upon man by the word of God. The more we'll start to see that, the more we'll start to be quiet. Because people start talking. The devil wants you to talk so that you'll make a mistake. 
and every time you make a mistake, he writes it down in the book. Yes, this person did this, this person did that. And the Bible says that love doesn't count bad things. It doesn't count things that you've done wrong. In other words, stop trying to judge somebody and say, what you did to me 10 years ago. I remember two ladies arguing. They, they didn't even know what they were arguing about, but they hadn't talked to each other in 10 years. Why? Because they didn't have Christ in them. They did not have the love. The love is by the word. The more you speak the word, the more you live the word, the more you'll find out the devil can't talk to you. He can, he'll whisper, but he can't talk to you. That's when you said, I'm going to take my foot and step on your head, devil. I'm going to take the word and I'm going to run that story right through your heart. I'm going to take the word and show you I'm an overcomer. I'm going to do what is good so I can overcome the evil. I tell you, the more you'll find out about the outpouring that's getting ready to happen, it's going to be putting liberty in your life. Liberty where you'll start to see, God, you're making everything fall in place for me. But why? It's because you want your purpose to be done in my life. And so I can teach somebody else so the purpose will be done in their life. That's where we started praying for the saints. Right now we're going to turn to Acts, the uh, second chapter, and start with the first verse, and we'll call it the board of reports. We can everybody get a chance there. Acts, the second chapter. And the first verse, what we're doing is we're looking at the outpour. Because i got a lot of things to talk about as soon as I can. We got, we're looking for the outpour. It's already been drizzling, like uh, my friend Dorothy said. It's drizzling right now. But we're looking for the latter rain, the former rain, all of it to be done together. And it's going to be so marvelous that people will be shaking their head. I, I never could figure that was going to happen. I never knew God was going to do that. God is God all by himself. He needs nobody to help or interpret his word. The word interprets itself. When he said that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father interceding for us, that means he's in the mind of God. That's what he means. He ain't sitting there on the throne next to God. He is the incarnate God himself speaking through a, another vessel, but it's God. There's only one God. Never been 10,000 God. There's only one God. And this is his book. This is thought. This is his dream. And that's why sometimes you read about it. Awake, O oh Lord. Why is he saying that? Because when he has, he says, awake, that means that God is trying to speak into our mind so we can understand how Jesus was the Son, which was the Father, which was the spirit, and how things operate in the kingdom. All right, let's keep going. Acts chapter 2, verse 1, starting at verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were filled, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now look at this. This is when the day of uh, Pentecost fully comes, 
They were all in one accord, one mind, one thinking. Then it says, suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Uh, there's a mighty rushing wind. What is that? I'm telling you what it is. In the Hebrew, they'll have what they call a yum and a thum. It means light and, and sound. So what happens when they get ready to talk to God, they have this Ephraim with these 12 stones on there, and as they ask God questions, the stones would either light up and uh, they would make musical notes or musical sounds. And when they did that, the person who was asking and the priest that wore would be able to hear what God is saying, and that would be the answer. Well, now, he said, instead of going to the priest, we get to have this in us. We get to have the yun and the thun. We have supernatural revelation if we receive it. Supernatural powers if we do what is right. Supernatural if we be humble. It's all about going to school and finishing. It's just like everything that comes from heaven is on earth. In heaven, there are classes. On earth, we have classes. In heaven, when you first enter in, you learn as a baby. In earth, you enter here as a baby. You go to, you, everything as a baby, you start to learn it. You've got to depend on somebody. You've got to depend on somebody. You can't change your pamphlets. You can't feed yourself. You learn to depend. That's what God is trying to do. Get us to learn. We have to depend on him. That's why I love that song. I learned to trust in Jesus. I learned to trust in God. Through it all. Through it all. Through it all. In other words, not some, all. You've got to learn to depend on him. That's why my favorite prayer is, Lord, help. I ain't read all the rest of it. I'm ready only, Lord, help, because I know I can't do it. And the more you start to uh, relax and let God understand, I'm telling you, the thing that's getting ready to happen soon, there's just no words to describe it, but it is not going to happen for everybody. First thing, you've got to learn to be humble. All right? Uh, let me see that. Let's go to that other part. You notice it says, clothing tongues, light of fire, set on each one of the heads. Has anybody seen that? Uh, not lately. But that doesn't mean it's not going to happen again. It says, and they all were filled with the Holy Ghost. It didn't say the Holy Spirit. That's another secret that God has. Beginning to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Holy Ghost is a being, but it is really God himself. But he, the Holy Ghost, is what produced the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit enters you, it's by an angel. And it will start giving you understanding if you're ready to receive it. Revelation knowledge changed the way you, the way you see things now. Not to walk by your thoughts, your figuring, your understanding. It's spiritual. And you've got an enemy out there. And his job is to destroy you from learning what the word says. He comes along to steal from you. How do he steal? He steals the word out of your mind and then puts doubt in it. And then he makes you 
start doubting God. That's what he did with Eve. Did God really say that if you ate of this tree, you would surely die? That's his job. He needs to do that. He's got 6,000 years of experience. Learn the truth. We're not smarter than the devil. But the word is. And if we apply the word, not only be a hearer, but a doer of the word, it will change your life. All right, let's keep going. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation and under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue? wherein we were born. No, look at that. That part right there says, are these all that speak Galileans? That means they thought they were, hey, there's the lowest of the low. And how were they able to speak different languages all at the same time? And each person heard their language. No, they didn't all speak Chinese and all that. What it was, they all spoke one language, and that language transferred into their language. And that's why they say, hey, we heard it in our language. Now, let's keep on going and see what happens. Uh, is nine? No. Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers in Mesopotamia Potamia, and Judea and Cappadocia in Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia in Egypt and in the parts of Libya about Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, priests and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongue the wonderful works of God. They spoke one language, but all those languages out of the one were transferred into their thought. That's what I'm telling you about. God has Jesus sitting in his thought. When he said, I sit at the right hand of the Father, he's talking about he's in his thought. He is actually God incarnate in Jesus, he is the Word, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And now he said, I'm getting ready to do that again if people are willing and ready to accept that our thoughts is not the way God thinks. His ways are not the way that God ways. But we will be taught on how to release our thoughts to do the things that God wants us to do all in one mind, one language that can speak many languages at the same time. All right, keep going. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. For this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Now, stop right there when it says spoken by the prophet Joel. It's another word saying, we call it the good news, but it's actually prophecy. Prophecy is good news. He prophesied what's supposed to happen in the future. The thing is, Everything from the beginning back there with uh, Adam and Eve in the garden, there was a prophecy, I think it was 3 or 15. And from that point on, prophecy has always been going forth or the good news. 
but Jesus came to give us an understanding through truth and grace. In other words, but what is truth? The word truth is another word called a man. Now, some people say a him, and they say, well, that's a demon. No, it's called a man, and it's according to how you move the bowels to make it say certain things. But the word amen means E-M-T. Now, the E is teaching you how to say it. So what it means is truth, truth. But if you remove the E and leave the M-T or put the E in between that, it brings death. Without God, you die. Without an understanding of God's word, you're dead. Yes, you're walking around speaking and you're really spiritually dead. This is why we learn that you said those that serve the Lord must do it in spirit and in truth. Understanding the truth, how God wants this world done and change according to the word and not according to our thoughts. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And then when it says, 13, it says, other mocking, saying, these men are full of new wine. Mankind will always make fun of them. The devil is always trying to steal the word away from them. We've been taught wrong, and we try to hold on to what we did. We need to let the Bible interpret itself. We need to let the Bible teach us. And the people that God sent to teach us, like this is the but Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Now, what does this represent? Peter represents the knowledge of that there's going to be men trying to learn the word of God, and they need teachers. Peter was an apostle, but there are other apostles. They're called church apostles, and there could be many of them, but it's church apostles. Man-made. It ain't what God did. Man-made. God made 12 apostles, and it's only 12 at any given time with a master. You hear what I'm saying? There's a master, and the master for Jesus' time was him. He was the master. That's why they called him Lord. That's why they call him master. And then when he left the earth, the next master that came on was Paul. That's why Paul wrote most of the New Testament. He was the master. Peter and them even said that he taught things that were so hard for even them to understand, but they knew he was teaching the truth. The Bereans, they searched the scriptures daily to see if there was anything that he was saying wrong because the Bible always interprets itself or explains itself. I'm trying not to get where it goes all the way down into what, we just kind of stay with what the word is saying right now. So that's why I like that 16. But in uh, but this is which was spoken or the good news by the prophet prophesying Joel. Go ahead now. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Now look at 18. 
all my servants and all my handmaids. I, God says, I will pour out in those days of my spirit. And the word spirit, one of the things is my understanding, the way I think. And they shall speak what I say. Another prophesy is another word like a polyparry. He don't try or she don't try to make up something. She is a servant or a handmaiden, and their job is to do what is right in God's eyesight. Not what man thinks or woman thinks. It's what God thinks and what he's saying. And the prophecy is God that I'm trying to get everybody ready for the things that's getting ready to happen. Now, here it goes. Go ahead. And I will shew wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, let's look at that. As I told you, the Bible interprets itself or explains itself. Now, a lot of people, this is where they take the scripture and they hold on to it. It shall, it shall come in the last days, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, Lord, Master, shall be saved. Now, I'm going to tell you what the Master said. There will be many in that last days that will call upon my name. They say, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not did marvelous work in your name? Have we not did this? Have we not did that? Have we not eaten with you? Have we not supped with you? And he'll say, I never knew you. Depart from me. You work of iniquity. But see, they take one scripture and say, well, that's what the Bible says. The Lord says, call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. But Jesus is in red, and Matthew tells you that you, there'll be many in their last days be calling upon him, Master, Lord, but I never knew you. But I was doing things for the kingdom. I never knew you. But, but Lord, listen, what I don't think, I never knew you. Why? Because you didn't do the the will that my father did. I wanted you to go to this place. I wanted you to go to that place. But no, you want to do what you want to do. And then said, I'm working for the kingdom. Humble is going to, is the main thing that most people won't be. And that's what's going to get them. Pride. Keep going. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Him, being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. So what he was talking about, he was prophesying what Jesus was going to be thinking, the way he's going to be acting in his life, 
and what was going to be his end and his new beginning. Keep going. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his Lord, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ and sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus had God raised up, whereof we all are witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this, which ye now see and hear. Faith cometh by hearing and doing the word of God. Jesus did the word, did the word. David prophesied. Other people prophesied what Jesus was going to do. The book is written about Jesus. If we get an understanding that Jesus is the word, and the word is for us to change us, not to get us a new house, a new car, stuff. That's a good thing, but listen, we're supposed to do what God's will is, and that is to pray for the saints, to pray for one another, that they, they would get revelation knowledge and not be puffed up. That's the worst thing. People get puffed up. Well, the Lord loves me. The Lord did this. The Lord, listen, he's only doing what is to his purpose. We're here to do his purpose. If you do his purpose, you will make God happy. And I'm telling you, the Bible says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. That means when you make him happy, he will make you happy because you are an obedient child. All right, keep going. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou on my right hand. Until I make thy foes thy footstool. In other words, I keep telling you, the word right hand means thought. This is all one being, and the being is called God. We're in his thoughts. We're making things come to pass according to his thoughts, the way he wants things to operate. So at the end, we'll all come back to one. We'll all be Adam. And we will have fellowship, but it's all going to be that God can look back to eternity and says, listen, I see what all he went through. All my labor was not in vain. That's why he says he will not send his word out and they'll come back void. That's not just one word. He's talking about the whole thing. Keep going. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Holy Ghost. A lot of people would make one doctrine. Well, that means everybody be baptized in the name of Jesus. You need to go back and read what Matthew said. I know that, well, that was added in there, but it says we be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Why? Because the three are one. You have to read the book of John to see that. I'm talking about the letter of John, what Paul wrote. You also have to understand 
God has a certain way that he wants things done. This is if you're going to be obedient. Obedience is better than sacrifice and all burnt offerings. If he says baptize him in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that's what he wants. Well, I, I see it says one thing. This thing, the Bible says, is precept upon precept. Things have to be put together like a jigsaw puzzle. Once you start doing that, you'll understand when they were talking about heaven. You'll receive the, the gift of the Holy Spirit since you heard of, uh, after you've been baptized, baptized, down baptism. And they said, we didn't even know there was such a thing as the Holy Spirit. Why? Well, everybody needs to be baptized in the name of Jesus because when Paul and them were baptized, I mean, before Paul and them were baptized, the baptismal was the name of the Father and in the Spirit. All right? Jesus had not been glorified yet. Then Jesus was glorified. That's why they were saying, you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. It's an add-on. But Jesus already prophesied that's what's going to happen. The Bible is written a bunch of prophecies. All right, keep going. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this un- untoward generation. Then they, got, then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. It was all about souls, praying for the saints. I keep trying to show y'all, if you'll understand that the promises are for them that receive understanding. Without understanding, you're not going to get it. My people perish for lack of knowledge. What is knowledge? It's made up of wisdom and understanding. What do we mean by that? The Bible tells us wisdom is the principal thing. But with all your getting, get a understanding. The Bible has different levels of learning. It has also different things that are hidden because God doesn't like lazy people. He wants you to search the thing out to see what it means all the way out, not take a few scriptures and say this or this and that's that. So that's what I, I believe. Because you got different denominations out here, like the Catholic Church, Seventh-day Adventist Church, uh, Baptist Church, uh, Mennonite Church, Jehovah Witnesses, Mormons. All these are different beliefs on the same being. But they interpret it differently instead of let the Bible interpret itself. Keep going. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayer. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Amen. Now, what is so important about that? Why was they giving uh, their, their selling their houses and stuff and giving it to the apostles? For them to distribute what needs to be done is because they knew of the prophecy that 
Jerusalem was going to be destroyed. And they knew they were going to have to run. And so the finances were given to the apostles so they could help get the people uh, ready to get out of Jerusalem. And that's what happened. Now, do we still do the same thing today? No. Because where are you going to run now? <laughs> I've got to tell you, all the world is going to be at war. That's why I said there will be some in the field. Don't, go, don't uh, come back into the city. There will be some on this uh, house top. That ain't really talking about house. It's just do not go back down because you're not going to have a place to hide. Only those that have made themselves ready by the word with understanding, just like these guys that were overseas, the enemy was on, I'm talking about Jews, and all of a sudden the enemy walked right past these Jews, looked right at them, and couldn't see them because they believed what the word said. The thing is being prepared by what the word says and not your thoughts not your understanding. All right. Is there anybody out there want to ask questions right now? Well, uh, Dorothy, can you open up the line if you see anybody? I don't see any hands up at this point. You know, I keep thinking of that scripture, and I don't know where it is, where we are created for his pleasure. That's uh, Proverbs, I think, the 16th chapter, isn't it? I mean, it looks like Creek. Oh, somebody just raised their hand. Let's see. Okay. That's what happens when I say nobody's raising their hand. Somebody puts their hand up. Okay, 864-982, your mic is open. Hey, Papa David. Hey, how you doing? This line, how are you? Um, I want to know, to go back to Romans 8 chapter, and up there before, it says that we have an earnest expectation of the uh, creation. Let me get to Romans 8 first. Let me get to Romans 8. Let me get to Romans 8 first. Okay, I hear you. Romans 8 and what chapter? I mean, what verse? 19. Okay. For the earnest expect, expectation of the of the, the creature, creature waiting for the manifestation of the son of God. Okay. So, what, what is, is earnest expectation? What is that earnest expectation? Okay, that means sincerity. Remember, I told y'all the word Sarah, and the first word up there is sincerity. So in other words, be sincere, waiting for God's promises. In other words, don't try to figure it out. Just do what he said. It's going to happen if you're sincere in changing the way you think. If you're sincere to realize the word is here to change us, not to stay the same, but to be changed us. And we're waiting for the uh, creators, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. These are the men and women. You hear me? It's not just men. It's the men and women that's going to be transformed, just like Jesus was up on the uh, mountain. They're going to be transformed by the renewing of their mind. And you're going to see miracles upon miracles upon miracles 
God's going to show that he's God and nobody else. All right. Did I answer your question? Yes, sir. Good night. All right. Anybody else got any questions or comments? Deborah or Rhonda? Since y'all right here. Okay, did you find the scripture? Uh, try Proverbs 16 chapter then. Oh, then try Psalms 16. If you didn't find it there. All right, anybody else got their hands up? Or anybody knows where that scripture is? Are you still there, Darby? I'm still here. Do you have any <clears throat> questions? No, I just I did want to say as as a point of confirmation that I'm seeing great stuff on Rosh Hashanah as well this year. Just, Amen. I've been seeing that for a while. I've been and I've been praying into it. You know. <laughs> That's the Proverbs 16. Did you see it, Ron? The question was, what again? That we created with it should be right there in 16. Let's see. Revelation 11, is that it? No. That's not it. Can't remember. Yeah, I'm trying, uh, I'm trying to glance through real quick here. Anyway, if we were created for his pleasure... Mm-hmm. I think it would behoove us to figure out what pleasure's in. No? Mm-hmm. And that pleasure is for us to be made in the image and likeness of his dear son. Amen. And Let's see here. I'm trying to do a speed reading. <laughs> but if you got anything else, go ahead and continue to talk to I can only focus on one thing at a time when I'm doing something. Okay, I, I say I'm looking forward to Rosh Hashanah this year. I, for some reason, it seems like the feasts this year, the fall feasts, are going to be super special. Is that a proper way to look at it? Yeah. Um, I'm so that when I start concentrating on something else, I, I, was, you know, I was trying to find that thing there. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to oh, put that up. I'll Wait have that by next week. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's in the Old Testament. It's in the Old Testament. I thought it was around Proverbs or or, or Psalms. Yeah. 
see here. Oh, well, anybody got their hands up to ask any more questions? Go ahead. Come on, you guys. Participate. Nobody's listening to me. And how many people? Is there quite a few people on there? Or? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Eight. That's a good one. Eight. What is it? Proverbs sixteen four. Is that what it is? Proverbs sixteen. Let me go back there again. Sixteen four. The Lord. I see. The Lord has made all things for Himself. Yeah, even the wicked for the day of evil. But that's there's one that says that he created everything for mm-hmm. As I say, I'll look it up and I'll have it by next week. All right. How are we doing so far? Oh, we're already at seven uh seven fifty seven. Well, if nobody got any other questions and stuff, I'm so glad we are on this thing together that Deborah and Rhonda was able to help, and thank you there, Coriana, for asking questions, and uh, Dorothy. I'm saying I'm happy we're in. We're in Florida right now, enjoying the sunshine, and the Lord has really been blessing. And as I said, the things that I teach is what God tells me about being here to do his will, his pleasure. Oh, I know where it is. I bet you it's in uh Corinthians. It's probably in Corinthians, but I'll look it up and I'll I'll find it out. Has, I tell I people, like I don't have it. Yeah. But um yeah, we're supposed to do not just do his will, but do his will his way. Mhm. You know, so Well, I hear you. Well, like I tell people, I don't have the Bible memorized. I try to by hearing the Holy Spirit speak to me, but sometimes if nothing in, nothing comes out. <laughs> well, uh next week uh I won't be I won't be able to be on the radio next week because uh I've got a uh I'll be in Atlanta, Georgia and I'm trying to get everything done for our meeting for that Tuesday. I'll be at, at Liberty what's the name of that church? Uh, uh, Donnie's Church, Liberation Freedom in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And the Lord, so we're looking forward to, to getting there because there's supposed to be a lot of miracles. It usually always is. So until next time, this is, uh, go ahead, Dorothy. You can, I'll have Deborah pray for us today. Yes, pray that's a good here. idea. I'm losing my voice here. We're having an actual thunderstorm now. Well, I hear you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. We thank you for your only begotten Son, who was wounded for our, who was bruised for our iniquities and wounded for our transgressions. And we just thank you, Father, for the word that was brought forth. We just pray that we get we receive the word that was given to us and that we use it and apply it to our lives today. And we just thank you for your glory, your love. And we just um, 
want to just lift you up and just praise you, and we just glorify your name in the earth, and we just pray that all be all we do your pleasure and not our will, and that you may be pleased with us in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right, I turn it back over to you, Dorothy. Okay, I've got I've got nothing. Okay. Well, as I said, I won't be on next Monday because I'm still out no, of town, and doing, I have. Are you doing your Friday huh? Zoom? Are you doing your Friday mm-hmm. Zoom? No, I won't be doing that either, and unless okay. they do it at the church. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you have a um, blessed day. You as well, and the girls. Amen. Thank you, girls, for being so helpful. <clears throat> Pardon me. And we will tell everyone, Father, bless. Have a blessed night and a blessed week. Till next, we talk to you. All right. <laughs> Be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. Bye. Whoa.